0: Are you ready?
1: A shot of wrestling. Episode 108. And wait,
2: Wait. go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man. It's the chip and your chip team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up-to-date news on the wrestling team. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. Take a shot, boy,
0: it's not the best that you got From the fans to the fans, let me hear the crowd pop So take a shot, oh yeah So take a shot, oh so take a shot
1: song every time i hear it welcome to episode 108 i'm your host at michael j putty and uh gonna answer the question y'all been wondering all week long yes the oil change went well my car is running smoothly no problems knock on wood so so far so good i'm back on the road but enough about me let's get into the wrestling news this week my co-host this week is the first time had a return co-host in a long time fresh off their second anniversary show please welcome the voice of bcw pete Rosato. How are you, my friend?
0: Putty, putty, putty. How are you? I'm glad about the oil change. Good to have the car back and running. Oh,
1: God. I was a First, bitch.
0: when you talked about oil change, I thought you were talking about, you know, I know you're getting up there in age, putty. So I oh, thought yeah. it was like that. that the you know, knees like,
1: ain't what they used to be. Yeah. yeah. I
0: thought it was something else. But then I heard it was about the car. So I was yeah. like, oh, great. Um, but no, it's good to be back. You know, I I love it here. I yeah. love it at a shadow wrestling. I mean.
1: We love you having you here.
0: You know, so it is one of the g- greatest experiences being able to record a shot of wrestling, and to be back back for episode 108 is incredible. Nice shirt you're wearing. Oh, you know, it is a blessed day. It is a fantastic day. Not only is it uh, Steve Austin Day, but how blessed, how blessed is Steve Austin (laughs) for his day to fall on such a day.
1: What day was that be? As Rusev Day. (laughs) Rusev Day again. I feel like it just happened a couple weeks ago. Happy Rusev Day! (laughs) Well, happy Rusev Day to everybody. Nice shirt. Um, Thank you. You picked up on his. Deal, right? Your sale you
0: had? Oh, yeah. They, it was, I think it was like about a couple of weeks ago they had a uh, com. I saw that. Um,
3: right?
0: has a, had a uh, buy two for 30 okay. uh, sale, which normally one of the shirts costs you from 24 to $27. Yeah. Lord uh, and I will say that I don't have a large amount. I have a large amount of wrestling shirts, but I don't have a large amount of like WWE branded merchandise. Okay. Uh, being around the independents for a long time, I have a lot of indie shirts and things like that. And I have a lot more NXT shirts than yeah. I do main roster shirts. Like I, I think one of my prizes in my collection is I have the NXT TakeOver card shirt oh, wow. from every TakeOver that was held prior to SummerSlam. So wow. the three TakeOvers that we've had, they print these shirts that have the card yeah. on them. And it's like really awesome. Um, so I have all of those. And I also have the one that they did from the uh, special event at MSG, uh, I think about a year or so ago. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I got... um. Rusev Day, Uh, got myself the Ric Flair shirt, got myself a uh, Monday Night Rollins shirt, and uh, got myself a Braun Strowman Get These Hands shirt. But I kind of wish I could get this beautiful red jacket and bow tie combination that the dearly departed legendary Bobby the Brain Heenan is wearing right here.
1: With matching cummerbund.
0: Oh, oh, the cummerbund. I didn't even see that. That is
1: fantastical. Don't sleep on yourself, my friend. You got a sharp pink jacket here at BCW's second anniversary. Before we get to that, we have to trudge through fucking Fastlane.
0: Best thing about Fastlane, in my opinion, was Cena losing.
1: The, the ending? The credits? Yeah.
0: Cena See, losing and seeing Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens. Owens get back at it a little bit. I really like that. Uh, I, I, I've i loved these two since they were El Generico and Kevin Steen mm-hmm. w- waging war in places like PWG and Ring of Honor and things like that. There's a reason that these two have the chant fight forever.
1: Any, any following thoughts? No. Fastlane sucked. It shouldn't have been a pay-per-view. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. BCW's second anniversary.
0: Better than Fastlane.
1: Much better. <laughs> without question. <laughs> Uh, break it down. How's it for you?
0: Oh, man, it was a whirlwind of a night. Um, you know, it's it's going into that show. It's our biggest show of the year. It's our mania, really. Yeah. And, you know, just leading up to it, there was a lot going on. It was a blur. It was a whirlwind. And when you get to sit down and sit back and watch it, um, it, it was an incredible show. Uh, we'll quickly run through this. So we had what hell of an opening match, yep. Mr. Putty. I know you were a little bit surprised by the opening match. You know, obviously one of the bigger names on the card was uh, Lufisto. And she opened the show against Faye Jackson.
1: An equally bigger name. Yeah. yeah don't, don't sleep on my girl. No, no.
0: Faye yeah. is a big name and still emerging. You know, when you look at Luf- the resume of Lufisto. This is a woman who is the sh- the reigning shine champion. woman who is the reigning uh, jersey all-pro wrestling women's champion. That's... The kind of level that a Faye Jackson wants to
1: get to. Absolutely.
0: Right? And so standing in the ring with, with someone like Lufisto, I know, it had to be a moment for Faye. And shockingly, Lufisto lands Faye Jackson, her first singles loss at PCW. It's crazy. It was in, insane, uh, that match, to kick off the show. Like, to think going that high level to kick off. Eric Jaden, Teddy Hart ended with some shenanigans. You know what? More could you expect out of a Teddy Hart yeah. uh, Eric Jaden match? Eric Jaden the winner by disqualification. Oh, t- in that Teddy
1: Hart match. with the low blow,
0: blatant low blow,
1: blatant low blow. And and I love that he
0: justified it. He's like, well, he hit me twice low, yeah. and the ref didn't see it, so I'm just gonna hit him. Uh, I don't think that that battle is over by a long shot.
1: Hope not. He he uh, at the end of his match he grabbed the mic and said he wants to come back. So I'm hoping uh, Hart Jaden two is in the works.
0: Oh, some at some point. Big tag team match, South Philly's Finest versus the Ugly Ducklings was a great match. Uh, It was a difference in pace there. South Philly's Finest, a lot slower, more technical team. Uh, The Ducklings love to fly. South Philly's Finest coming out with a very controversial victory. Um, Actually, the the clip is up on YouTube and the Bree Combination Facebook page is actually already up. Um, Bit of confusion over who was the legal man. Um, and the ending moments of the match, but Luca Brazzi and and the Gen Jimmy Conway come a, come away with a huge victory in their resume and their debut. Allie Rex versus Tara Calloway was a great match as well. Uh, Ali Rex coming away with a victory, but Tara Calloway' showing a lot in her debut as well. a lot yeah. Another big debut on that night was the mystery partner. that's right For Mick Drake. Uh, Federated North and South were united in one building as Elliot Martinez, Mr. Martinez, I should say.
1: Um, Just put some respect.
0: Yes, Mr. Martinez. I do have to show respect to the brand representative of Federated. Made good on his promise, you know, to go through his contact list and bring in somebody. Wow. And Mick Drake teamed up with Ray Fury, you know, a New York City native who had never gotten a chance to perform in front of his hometown crowd. And that Elks Lodge lost their mind when Ray Fury came out.
1: Yeah, we caught him in the postgame. Check it out episode 107. Great guy. He was so thrilled to be in front of his hometown crowd. So, good, good story they got. Yeah,
0: PCA did not come away with a victory as AJ Pan had predicted as uh, Ray Fury and Mick Drake end up defeating them. Darius Carter, though. Jackson Stone.
1: Interesting match between those two. I'm happy you brought that up because Darius Carter, before the match started, has some interesting words for you. Let's, let, me, let me replay them for you. Okay. You had your chance to get me my BCW World screwed me okay because every single person that gets sent against darius carter will be burnt into ash kicked into the dust and blown into the face of the pcw office oh, pointing right up pete Rosado here
0: so bring my opponent out here right now thank you very much
1: so thoughts on that
0: Listen, again, and we spoke about this in episode 106, yep. okay? I am a part of the BCW management team, yes.
1: He's grilling you. That but
0: time. I am simply a liaison between management and everybody else. You know, Mr. Anthony Cole makes all the final decisions. You know, Mr. Anthony Cole was large and in charge that night. You saw the way Mr. Anthony Cole
1: all over the place, yeah.
0: made his presence felt in that main event. Okay, you did not see Mr. Peter Rosado with a microphone in his hand all night besides the commentary mic. Okay, yeah. so Darius can point at me all he wants. His focus needs to be his opponent. And, you know, his opponent was Jackson Stone at the anniversary.
1: It was because he beat him.
0: And, and, he, and he defeated Jackson Stone. So congratulations to Mr. Darius Carter. His winning ways continue. But as Mr. Anthony Cole said, if you've checked our social media, as Mr. Anthony Cole said... The only thing holding Darius Carter back from a world title shot at BCW is not BCW. It's Darius Carter.
1: Me and Darius Carter, I told you the story last time you were here about how I went to go shake his hand. He pulled his hand away from me like a dick. Yes. So I was like, yeah, fuck you, this guy. Try my luck again. I'm a gambling man at the bar at the Elks Lodge there after the show. I think you were there. I think I, I, bought him, I bought me a drink. I think I bought you a drink. Yep. And he's sitting right there. I'm like, hey, uh, you want a drink? I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. He's like, all right, I'm drinking red wine for some reason.
0: Darius Carter's a very, you know, it may not, may not be the, the best person in sort terms of personality, but he has some high taste.
1: So I get him a glass of red wine. He takes it, and uh, we cheers, Clean glasses, and uh, we make up. So now uh, I'm back on the Darius Carter bandwagon. Well, there you go. Very easy to win me over.
0: You know, but, um, you know, Darius Carter, I'm very interested to see who BCW management decides to be his opponent on April the 13th, Friday the 13th, mm. at our next show. Um, and we'll see what happens then. Listen. Darius Carter wants a BCW World Heavyweight title shot. I'm sure he could get one. But he's got to not let his mouth get in the way. Just let his wrestling talk for itself. Fanny Pacifico, Jackson Stone, 2-0 and right now in this, in this little endeavor of his. See where that leads him.
1: Oh, and uh, another match I really enjoyed was the uh, Last Man Standing, Ace Andrews versus my man Absolute Alvin.
0: That was an incredible match from start to finish. I mean, Ace Andrews still looking to find his place in BCW, but he went out there and he fought valiantly against Alvin. Right? Um, This is a match that involved trash cans and fighting on the outside and moms. Mom, well, listen, you never go after mom, right? Like, that's just a thing. No. Um, and Ace Andrews victorious with a little, little help from mom. <laughs> you know, it wasn't some homemade cookies this time. But yeah. the big thing coming out of that match afterwards, Ace Andrews attacked by the five-star stud, the salty dog, Joey Ace. The beatdown was merciless. Merciless. You know. All because his name's Ace.
1: He's the ace that runs the place. Well,
0: Joey Ace has. Well, you better watch it, Putty, because
1: no. Joey might come after you now. But is that his problem?
0: That's the big thing, you know. He believes that, you know, and Joey's the ace that runs the place. Yeah, and Joey Ace has been around for a very, very long time. BCW, as he's been in BCW before. He was a member of the PCA uh, during their street fight against the Goat, but. Joey Ace has been around for a very, very long time, and Joey Ace has had the Ace name for a lot longer than Ace Andrews, and jo- uh, Joey basically came out and said, he's like, you know, who is this punk kid think he is, running around, claiming the Ace name, claiming that he's the Ace that runs the place, and so Joey, I think, is out to prove that Ace Andrews is not the Ace that runs the place, but rather, Joey Ace... Is the ace that runs the play? Listen, it's gonna be. If you thought Alvin Alvarez was a tough test for Ace Andrews, Joey Ace is going to be one hell of a of a test. I know that Joey has contacted BCW management about uh, legally facing Ace Andrews in a match, and I, I know that there are some negotiations ongoing about that. You know, stay tuned, obviously, to the social media channels and see what happens with that. You know, last two matches we want to talk about here, we had an interesting match between Coda and Papadon. Don. Yep. Uh interesting to say the least. Say the least. Uh, Coda. Listen, I love that the man formerly known as General Romero is rediscovering himself in this Coda gimmick and it's working for him. It's great, this persona. And he says he finally feels free. I just wish he would keep that. his shirt on sometimes. Uh, I like to call them WMDs. <laughs> weapons of Mass Discussion. Oh, I, I mean, oh. I th- I have a spit bucket now at the commentary table every time. Oh. And, and people love them.
1: Don't body shame them. Listen. We're, we're this 2019. Don't body shame them.
0: People love them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I'm a big fan of Coda. I like what he does in the ring. I think it's great that this this rediscovery of himself is great. I'm- just not a fan of him always taking his shirt off, you know? Papadale comes away with the big victory there.
1: In our main event for the ooh, BCW ooh. World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Triple threat match for the BCW World Title, and it started very, very tense.
1: Great match. It, I was- Mike
0: Orlando comes out with Federated, the entire federated roster there that night. Mm-hmm. Okay, Asriel comes out with the entire PCA.
1: And I mentioned this, I think I mentioned it on air, but it, it was a big fight feel. It wasn't, it wasn't a main event. It wasn't like a championship match. It was a big fight feel. A match everyone wants to see.
0: And then uh powers that be. Oh, yeah. Mr. Anthony Cole took that microphone and said, listen, Federated PCA, there's no need for you at ringside. Goodbye.
1: Man had a point, though.
0: And you know what? For the first time in a very, very long time, we got a clean matchup between Joe Gacy, who was at the time the BCW World Heavyweight Champion, going into the match. Mike Orlando and Asriel, and in my opinion, a five-star match, yeah, an incredible match. And in a shocking turn of events, big time, Asriel becomes the new BCW World Heavyweight Champion.
1: I wasn't expecting that. I've told him to his face. We caught him post game, episode one hundred seven. Check it out. Right after he, wins, he comes right to us for a post game interview. He it was his raw emotions. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. No, Azriel, I, nobody 50, did.
0: 15-plus-year veteran. This was a man who was in the finals of the BCW World Heavyweight Title Tournament against Mike Orlando. This is a man who fought Mike Orlando. There's some words
1: about Mike Orlando in that yeah. interview, by the way. Yeah.
0: This is a man who fought Mike Orlando one-on-one in the, in the, in the tournament finals. Okay? And he was this close to winning it when the first champion was crowned. It took him a long time to get back to it. You know, he did it his own way, not necessarily a way that, you know, many people would have done it, but he got there. He is the champion. Now the question is, how long will he be champion? Joe Gacy was only champion for a couple of months, okay? Joe Gacy, great time as BCW World Heavyweight Champion. And I've heard from Joe Gacy. He's reached out to me since that match, and he's told me, he says, this is not over. Mm -hmm. Right? He's not done with either one of those men. Now, Gacy understands that he can't get a title shot for a while. That was the stipulation of the match. Both he and Mike Orlando. That's right. Both he and Mike Orlando cannot get a world title shot for an indefinite amount of time. But Joe Gacy has made it clear he's not done with Azriel, and he's certainly not done with Mike Orlando, if you saw what happened post-match. Mike Orlando kind of losing it a bit. But what's next for Orlando? What's next for Gacy? And better yet, what's next for the new champion?
1: I totally forgot about that, that uh, Orlando and Gacy are now going back to the line. So that opens the door for Darius Carter, in my opinion. That was BCW anniversary in a nutshell. I mean, Green Man was on commentary with you. We talked about it briefly on the air last week. How was he on commentary?
0: Did great for his first time on commentary. I'll say that much. For a first timer, did very well. You know, obviously.
1: Any advice? Any pointers? Part,
0: pardon the pun. Little green. Yeah. Little green. Well done. But he can he can get better. He's only one way to go, and it's up. It's true. You know, again, first timer. I think his biggest thing, I think, with Green Man is keeping the conversation flowing. Okay. Right. So when when you're doing. Pro, res- pro wrestling commentary or any commentary whether it's uh, sports or related or not you want to make sure that not only is the listener understanding what's happening in the match but that you're painting the bigger picture you know Green Man sometimes you had some spots of dead air
1: but tell me about it
0: you know but that's, that's the only thing it's just continuing the conversation and keeping that flowing like, like, like water in a river yeah. just letting it flow and I think once he gets the hang of it, listen, I made those same mistakes when I first started out. Every commentator makes those mistakes. It happens. But as he does it more and more, I think he can get better and better. And who knows? Green Man may find himself behind a microphone once again.
1: Uh, BCW Bree Combination Wrestling. Yes, sir. Where can we find you on social medias? You
0: can find us at Bree Combination Wrestling on Instagram. You can find us at BCW Wrestling on Twitter. And you can find us at Bree Combination Wrestling on Facebook. Our next event, April 13th, Friday the 13th, Part 3, which will feature our uh, monster match, as as always. Uh, three of the four competitors have been named already. Uh, this will feature Rex Lawless. Will feature Jeff Cannonball. Ooh, okay. And will feature Ryan Galeone. Okay. Um, Now, interesting enough, Mister Gallion. we saw
1: him at standalone wrestling. Yeah, pretty impressive. Very impressive. Mister
0: Gallion and Mister Lawless, both members of the Amityville Project, Uh, teammates with Mister Mike Verna. Led by Mr. Oh. Dan Barry at Beyond Wrestling So this is going to be very interesting These two men who are normally teammates at Beyond Wrestling Are going to be kind of compete That friendly competition on Who's the monster here But gotcha. the fourth competitor yet to be named And let's not forget about Jeff Cannonball Jeff Cannonball a monster in his own right When he really wants to be So it's going to be a great night uh, still, still yet to be announced Who Azriel will be defending his title against In his first title defense Who will be Darius Carter's opponent And what's next Asriel. for Orlando Mando, the PCA, Faye Jackson, Federated. So stay tuned to all the social media channels for the updates as they come.
1: Now, we talk a, a lot about BCW on the show. We're really the official podcast of BCW. BCW is based out of New York City. We are based out of New York City. The New York City area is full of indie wrestling talent here. And there's a reason we teamed up with BCW because BCW is the organization to watch. That's where the talent goes. That's where the wrestling is at. And so no matter where you are, you guys are available on YouTube. Check yes. your Facebook pages out. BCW, The action at BCW is com- is compared to none. It's, yes. It's just top talent. And you, you guys don't waste time. Two years in. I mean, listen. It's phenomenal. You guys are doing great job. There's a
0: lot of wrestling companies in New York and New Jersey. Many yeah. of them, they have the longevity. They've been in 10, 15 years. Jersey All Pro Wrestling has been around for a long time. WrestlePro has been kicking butt for a long time. You know, House of Glory has been kicking butt for a long time. All these all these companies, they have the longevity. Yep. BCW has only been around for two years. In the we're getting logic. stronger and stronger and stronger. We're going into year three. And I guess I have to say, it because we're watching WCW, you can obviously say BCW is where the big boys play.
1: I agree with that. Like I said. So, there you go. We've, Grayman and I, have scoured the Tri-State area for indie talent. And uh, that's the reason we partnered with the guys, because that's where we felt the best talent's at. And, uh, and we thank you guys. you guys, and we love it. Talked about last week, uh, I'm enjoying this partnership. Your two year, your two years, we're two years, both in our third year, and looking to get bigger and better at things. Let's keep future. going. Let's keep going up and up and up. This episode, episode one oh eight, we have a sponsor here, Pete. We have a sponsor. Tonight's show is brought to you by Stagecoach Events. Do you want to watch WrestleMania with a small group of friends whilst riding around and seeing the sights of New York City? Who doesn't? Stagecoach Events is hosting a viewing party for WrestleMania on a party bus. Eighty dollars gets you all inclusive. Alcohol, food, onboard entertainment. So, if you want to watch WrestleMania and see the sights and sounds of New York City, make sure you check them out on their Instagram page, Stagecoach Events, for all information, or check out their web page, StagecoachEvents.eventbrite.com, to buy your ticket. Uh, now, Greenman has an interview this week with Logan Black. Name, ring a bell to you? Oh, yeah.
0: Logan Black was actually in our tournament. He was in the BCW title tournament. He faced off against Mike Orlando. Um, this man, Logan Black, is a very dangerous individual. I've, I've worked with him before, not only at BCW, but in other companies that I've had the pleasure to work for. And uh, I know he's primarily based out of Staten Island at the Warriors Wrestling uh, promotion. Logan's very underrated. I'll say that. Very underrated.
1: And uh, let's listen to what he has to say. Green Man, take it away.
3: Michael J. Putty, you know I've always wanted to do this, and we have a very special guest on the show tonight, we have the king of chaos, Logan Black, baby, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing alright, man, I'm uh, I'm chilling, how are y'all doing? Oh, we're having a blast, had a few shots of wrestling already, and uh, why not have a little bit more with you? So let's get started, what do you say? Yes, yeah, go for it. So we want to get to know the wrestler behind The Wrestler on our show. So why don't you just describe what got you into this crazy world of professional wrestling?
2: Oh man, I was, I was always a fan of, of wrestling. Uh, growing up, pretty much every male in my life, and, I mean, and my mother too, who were all huge wrestling fans. So I grew up watching, grew up being really into it. I'm from New York, you know, so ECW was in its heyday. As I'm starting to grow up and really oh, wow. get into wrestling, so yeah, so ECW really helped get me totally, totally into wrestling, uh, and the rest is history. Just literally anything that I could watch or be a part of or or be into that had wrestling involved in it, uh, I was all about the monkey bars or whatever it was at the at the playground in school. If it was square and big enough and looked close <laughs> enough that I could imagine a wrestling ring, yeah, boom! Immediately, all around oh, I'm a wrestling fan. We're here. Who else likes wrestling? All right, we're hanging out here. We're going to try
3: stuff. Awesome. It was literally
2: anything related to wrestling.
3: Now, the moment that you're growing up, it kind of sounds around the same age that I'm growing up around ECW, WCW, the Monday Night War time. Uh, what sticks out to you in your memory? Like, what's your fondest wrestling memory that you have that you're like, wow, it's just like it's great to be a wrestling fan?
2: Oh, man. I think my fondest memory as, as a wrestling fan is I think just growing up and going to. Uh, you know, WWE house shows or going to ECW uh, TV taping, uh, just pretty much being able to experience live wrestling, which, I mean, you know, everyone listening all knows there's nothing in the world like experiencing wrestling live. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about, you know, the heyday of ECW, you know, Tommy Dreamer on top, uh, watching, you know, Shane Douglas come to the ring with his boots at the, the, the Elks Lodge in Queens, put him in the ring, say he's going to retire. Having just incredible come out and just beat him upside the head with a with a uh, kendo stick to me that has stayed with me until this day is just like a defining moment of why I continue to be a wrestling fan. Just being able to you know get all that emotion out in one small segment.
3: Now ECW uh, for those who don't know, because we also have listeners all over the country. Uh, we even found a few people who listen all the way in England. But oh um, uh, wow. Yeah, but uh, the Elks Lodge is very synonymous with professional wrestling and the independent scene. ECW ran out of the Elks Lodge, which is our backyard. We're Queens natives, a Queens-based right. podcast, so it, it's like home to us. Um, so you're saying you went to see ECW at the original Elks Lodge?
2: Yes, I, I went there twice. One was for yeah. a house show, the other one the other one was for a, a TV taping Um like I said, the TV taping is the one that kind of sticks in with me because of you know that one angle. Which again, I'm, I was as a kid, I was a huge Shane Douglas fan. To this day, I could care less. Francine could be 110 years old, <laughs> and she's still she's still the most beautiful woman in the world. Just because I have all those memories and a huge Shane Douglas fan, and to watch Credible come out and just beating him with that uh, with that kendo stick and everything that it meant and everything going on, the guy in front of me and the guy behind me were drunk and got into a uh, a fist fight to the phone where my mother, who, <laughs> my mother who's sitting there with me, i was a child, of course, yeah. she's like, hey, if you're going to kill each other, at least let me get my kids out of the way. So Typical New Yorker. Memories, right, exactly. All these memories, you know, all come together. You know, they called uh, that building the Madhouse of Extreme for a reason. And I, I think, you know, my memories serve it correctly.
3: No, absolutely. Have you ever wrestled in the Elks Lodge? Now, I know it's not the same building anymore.
2: No, I have not. I have wrestled there. Yeah, and it's not the uh, the same section of the building, so to speak. But I have wrestled there, and I think you know having that happen was one of those things. I believe I tweeted about it. It was Just like you know, coming back here after all these years, now being able to to wrestle in this building, it's you know, kind of a surreal moment.
3: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we have a big saying on the show, and I'm sure you'll agree with this one: that wrestling brings people together. Who in the business do you consider a close friend of a mentor that you wouldn't have as a friend or a mentor if it wasn't for pro wrestling?
2: Oh well, I think if we're gonna, I'd have to split it up between what like close friends and mentors are. Mentors, as uh, uh, a promoter from Warriors of Wrestling, Joey B is a guy who, from day one when I met him 11 years back when I was training over at Gleason's gym, kind of took me under his wing. I guess seeing the fact that I took it seriously and really wanted to, you know. Uh, it was legitimate about it, you know, in a, in a sea full of kids who were just trying to play wrestler. Uh, and the dude has always had my back in a lot of situations when it comes to wrestling, so the mentor that was someone that I looked up to. Um, but also, I mean, I've come in with a lot of great peers, you know, who I'm super close with. Um, just to you know, spout out a few uh, Juba, uh, Jeff Cannonball. I could genuinely sit here for forever and just go about that, but I think. Those are the two who hop into my head, and the two who I know that you have seen me, uh, you know, get my ass kicked by and <laughs> kick the ass of.
3: It's it's funny, yeah. It is funny that you mentioned you mentioned them because one of the matches that stick out to me the most of yours is Capital Wrestling. You and Juba went at it like, oh, yeah. like I've never seen. Like for us being there, I would say that was the match of the night because it was completely different. You rarely were inside the ring. You, you like fought each other all through that arena it was insane is that chemistry that is built because you guys are friends that you guys had a great match or or what is it that makes a great match happen like that
2: Uh, i think in in that specific situation and it could be said for a lot of other situations where when two people have that kind of chemistry it could very much just be the understanding of what it takes to captivate a crowd and kind of recognizing what it is that makes you a fan and makes you enjoy wrestling and saying, well, if it's working for me and working for this other person, then obviously there's more people out there that feel this way. Now, Juba is one of those guys who, you know, I'd like to think similar to me is a student of the game. You know, Mm -hmm. all we do is just watch wrestling and obsess over it and point out these minute details and, you know, try and learn and be as good as we possibly can. So, you know, when time comes for us to actually step in there and try and, Try and captivate a crowd, make some magic. We're taking every single lesson that we possibly can learn from everything that we've studied, everything that we've learned in training, and trying to put it out there. And not to say that other people don't do that, I just think that, you know, him and I have a very similar understanding of that which is why it works out so well
3: when it comes down to studying footage are you studying your own footage or are you study, or are you watching monday night raw a little bit differently than the regular fan and like you're watching it to learn you know what what their talent is doing
2: well so here's how i look first of all i'll say that uh, i definitely review my, my own matches after i get the footage back just to kind of see because I'm, I'm my own biggest critic where i'll watch anything that i do and completely You know, the crowd could be completely into it. They could love it. The promoter could love it and I'll sit there and be like, no, this, 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 this is wrong just because I I just have that weird obsession, I suppose. Yeah,
3: Uh, it makes sense. You you should.
2: Otherwise, to me, you know, of course, if you're in the wrestling business, you should be watching, you know, WWE, which is, you know, of course, the pinnacle of of the business. Mm -hmm. However, for me, the way I'm looking at things and how I try and make myself different on, on every card that I'm on is, If everybody is trying to be, you know, apples, I want to be bananas or oranges. I want to be something completely different on a card. So regardless of anything, I'm standing out. Yeah. And you you saying that you guys stood out, you did something different, that means to me that we did everything that we were supposed to do by standing out. So I'm just trying to look at every single ounce of wrestling that I can get my hands on, whether it be Japanese stuff, whether it be stuff from the UK, Mexican wrestling, um, various independents, just trying to take in everything I possibly can in order to, you know, see what my peers are doing, what people who've come before me are doing, just to kind of, you know, what is going to stand out. Yeah. And then try and apply that.
3: No, I mean, it totally makes sense. and It made a difference when we saw you live, you know, it was something different that, came out in front of us that really grabbed our attention. So far, how, how many years have you been in, in the wrestling business?
2: This is my 11th year. Um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, it, yeah, it, 100% is in my 11th year, although it's harder for me, you know, to kind of say that because um, I don't know how many people you've talked to at a Gleason gym with Johnny Rods, but it's kind of like starting with a disadvantage over there. Okay. Because nobody, nobody really learns uh, at that spot. So mm-hmm. it, it took me, I'd say, two years to get out of there And kind of start venturing off on my own and realizing, like, oh, you don't learn by sitting here in the same school and working with the same clueless people. You learn by getting out there and, you know, sucking in everything you possibly can.
3: Yeah. No, absolutely. What would you say in the last 11 years has been your biggest accomplishments?
2: Do I want to say that I've had a biggest accomplishment? I think that's the, uh, the thing. I don't know. To me, if I sit there and talk about accomplishments, then... I don't know it kind of kills any want or anything. I think it's you know, hate breed said it best. Satisfaction is, is the death of desire. Mm-hmm. If at uh, any point I end up you know satisfied with anything that I'm doing, to me it kind of ends my want to continue doing it. So <laughs> I don't know if there's been I don't know if there's been anything that I could say has been my most successful moment. Um, I think uh, this year is starting to work into me reaching some of the goals that I had set for myself from the get go. That yeah, I wasn't so sure that I'd be able to do, or wasn't sure how to do it. Uh, overseas has always been my goal. Um, if you ask anyone if you'd ask me this question, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and I said to the same, told you the same thing. Uh, WWE was never the, the 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 thing for me. Okay, I could appreciate it. I know it's you know the number one company out there, you know, billion dollar promotion. But so the goals for me were always Mexico, Japan, and Europe. Wow. I've always just wanted to be one of those overseas wrestlers. All the guys that I grew up really appreciating were always the guys who made their money overseas mm-hmm. uh and, and that for me that begins this year and i'm hoping to kind of ride that wave into you know continuing to uh to, to make this something that you know make this a career that goes overseas more more often than anything
3: so the king of chaos is slowly becoming an international star is what you're telling me
2: i i uh, yes yeah, slowly but surely
3: Absolutely. So, where in, in Europe, and where, where are you going? Where What's going on? Fill so, in, in. April of,
2: in April of this year, I will be doing a uh, small tour of the UK. Okay. So, I'll, I'll be in England, uh, wrestling all over the place, and uh, I'm looking to allow that to lead me into working in other spots in Europe. Uh, I have a couple of connections, both in Japan and in Mexico, that I'm looking to kind of, again, ride the wave of this year and uh, try and get myself out there as well. Uh, Japan has always been the, the number one goal for me. I've, everybody that I've ever, you know, worshipped in this business has all been, you know, wrestlers who've made their bones in Japan, Stan Hansen, Terry Funk, guys like that. Those mm-hmm. are the guys that I grew up idolizing. So to be able to make it out there, which is, again, you know, on the list of things to get to this year would certainly be it, but we start with uh, with the U.K. in April.
3: How did the plans start developing for you to actually make it to the UK? Did a promotion reach out to you? Have you been networking with within your little group to try to get yourself out there?
2: I'm always trying to network and always trying to you know, you know, be as nice as I possibly can to everybody else because you know the you, uh, you get more flies with sugar than you do with salt, as they say. Yeah. Uh, this this opportunity actually came to me through a number of people that I know who've. Uh, gone uh, out to this company. The company is uh, LDN Wrestling out of London.
3: Yep. Uh And
2: and a couple people out of there, and the promoter had come in to the States for a couple of days with some of his guys. And uh, him and I just ended up kind of getting friendly here and there, just chatting up about everything. And then eventually he was like, Hey, man, I'd love to have you down. This is last year this happened. Uh, I'd love to have you down whenever you could make it. And uh, it didn't quite work out towards the end of last year. But the way that he put it to me was, you know, anytime this year, we set the date for April and, uh, you know, again, the rest is history. I'm hoping to, again, keep that going and uh, be one of those guys who makes it overseas, you know, for a a good chunk of the year.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. uh, I mean, the UK fans are, are just such so passionate, very similar to, you know, the East coast fans are just like very passionate very outspoken i remember there was a uh five boroughs show that i went to and there was someone who literally from england was just there for the day because they had a layover and the one thing he did was i'm gonna go check out a wrestling show before my flight you know so it's awesome good for you man yeah,
2: you, yeah man uk fans are, are i think they're great fans all over the place i know that i've come in contact with quite a few european fans German fans, uh, English fans, uh, quite a few Scottish fans. I know that you know, Scotland, uh, with ICW, has gained, you know, gained an incredible appreciation of professional wrestling. You know, Progress wrestling in the UK, LDN, 1PW um, from years ago. The UK itself and that section of Western Europe is just, I mean, chock full of so much talent, which is really one of the main reasons I can't wait to go over there, just to be able to, work all of these people that I've never met before, all these people with a completely different style and just learn. I want to be a sponge out there and just take in everything I possibly can.
3: Now, as you're learning, um, there is something that people talk about in the States. Everybody talks about branding. Uh, you know whether you're branding a podcast, branding a product, but as wrestlers, you are your own brand. Um, you have a very distinct look to yourself. Is it something that when you originally started the wrestling business, you had this image of who you wanted to become, or is it just uh, part of your likes and passions outside the ring that you know create this persona?
2: when I first broke in, I think I was trying way too hard to be michael p fact oh, uh, that i the
3: fact
2: that I looked nothing at all like him I no was a weird, <laughs> weird, weird weird kid with a spiky mohawk i still can't grow a beard so it's not like i can really
3: yo bro me game, and you both i could yeah, try i don't, I,
2: don't <laughs> I can't get it man It's uh, so i was kind of going that route where you know i wanted to be kind of this like old school you know type wrestler i think uh, again meeting lots of really talented people in wrestling who are just like man this this isn't you just be yourself and i'm like wait how would I want to be myself? And and then it clicks. It's like, man, just, I got to go out there and be me. If I'm going out there and I'm having fun, any, any band, any entertainer, anything that I've ever enjoyed, or I think anyone's ever enjoyed, if you go out there and it looks like the people that you're paying to see are, you know, not being authentic, then you don't have fun. But if they look like they're having fun and being themselves, you're immediately drawn in and drawn to that person. Right. So that's all it took for me. It's like, let me, get this mohawk going, you know, be absolutely ridiculous, make funny faces, because that's just kind of, you know, who I am and what I do. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have fun. And the second I started doing that and kind of applying that whole branding to that is when I think I saw the most response from uh, from fans just kind of being myself and having fun and, and understanding that, like, there is this connection between punk rock and professional wrestling that, I think anybody who has lived or been a part of either or both worlds completely understands.
3: Yeah. Is there any public opinion that you think is out there about Logan Black that uh, you want to clear the record or do you think people have wrong about you?
2: Oh, man. You know what? I'll be real. I think everyone that I've come in contact with in terms of fans uh, have all been really supportive and really awesome and really respectful as well. So I'm guessing that they all have the right assumptions about me. Again, anybody who comes down uh, to check me out at my merch table, even if you're not buying anything, just to, like, chat or anything, you know, y'all get it. It's You know, I'm real. I am who I am. I don't believe in any of the rock star bullshit. I'm here just to, you know, be doing my thing and, and have fun. And, you know, I enjoy every single ounce of support that I get. I think the only negative perception I get is, I guess, just being way too straightforward with people in wrestling. And I'm sure you, having talked to people and being involved in, you know, kind of getting that sneak peek into backstage, realize that you know a lot of a lot of wrestlers are fairly insecure, and a lot of them kind of buy into mm-hmm. their own hype. So to have somebody kind of be like, "Yeah, dude, like you're not all you're cracked up to be. Maybe you should dial it back a bit because you're coming off like an a-hole." Right. You know, oh, that that Logan Black, he's a, he's a jerk of I'm just telling you like it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I don't I don't lie to people, and the way that it goes for me.
3: As we're getting to know you, in is there anything that you do that when I see you do, I'll be like, man, that's so Logan Blackman?
2: I mean, you've already seen me take really stupid bumps. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. I, I know the match you're talking about with Juba where he uh, kind of spun me into a, uh, a stage. Yeah. A stage and, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was really stupid. But I do stupid things like that. And but I do think you get into
3: the most... moment of the match and you're just, like, going with it, the adrenaline oh, hits, definitely. or do you plan it yeah, out?
2: Definitely. I mean, it's everything for me is always in the moment, and I think that's, again, the, the authenticity of it, is that feeling of just, like, yeah, this is most certainly it. There's, I can't tell you the amount of times where I've, like, shown up to a show and, like, my neck is killing me or my back is a mess, my knee is, like, I can't I can barely walk. And, I'm you know, back, I'm, okay, let's just... uh you know, work with me is take it a little bit easy tonight, my back is killing me. And the second I come through the curtain and the crowd is hot and all about it, and I'm just like, All right, I'm gonna take a really dumb bump, so give this to me And it's like, <laughs> What are you doing? There's been so many times where I've, you know, checked out a ring where it's been like a super stiff ring that like I know I'm gonna get hurt taking, you know, even just two bumps on. But yeah. that crowd gets into it and I'm just like, Nope, let me take something really stupid. Give me a big superplex or oh, wow. you know, apron bump time, all right? It's like, Wow. That certainly is, I think, the most me thing
3: possible. That's great. You're you're dedicated and, you know, you're listening to the what the crowd wants. And a lot of the times, we New York fans want to see violence, you know? I think it's just, you know, the environment that we grew up in. It's a matter of, you know, what we like to see. And, and in that, you also have promotions who are also promoting that. Um, are you gearing yourself towards that type of audience as well? Or are you kind of... Because right now I feel like you're in between. Like you could take the sick bumps, but then you could also have a quality wrestling match in the ring.
2: Well, I think for me, I don't want to be somebody that uh, pigeonholes myself or gets pigeonholed into you know just being a hardcore guy. You know, no disrespect to any of the guys who do that, because I know so many dudes who do hardcore so well and are so insanely talented. But the crazy thing about it is, right? But the crazy thing is that so many of those dudes are all just incredible workers otherwise and could have great matches without any of the weapons and without any of the brawling yeah. but nobody gets to see it. I remember uh, uh, Sabu getting quoted as saying, you know, hey, I could, you know, do arm locks and, you know, arm drags and all that stuff, but nobody's paying me for it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to get pigeonholed in that. So for me, I, honestly, my thing has always been, I'm going to go where, you know, wherever the money takes me. So if somebody wants me, you know, if a CZW sees me, a GCW sees me, they want me to, you know, do all that hardcore stuff by all means, you know, I'm, I'm gung-ho about it but then again if somebody else wants to bring me in they're like all right keep it in the ring and keep it on the mat for a solid 10 you're gonna get that as well because i like to think that i'm versatile and can keep up uh, with pretty much anybody
3: no it makes sense um now we know if a promotion wanted to get logan black and shane douglas in a ring like that is a dream match for you but do you have any other dream opponents
2: oh but dude i could sit here for uh, 10 hours (laughs) Style <laughs> uh, podcast and go over gym opponents, but there's a few at the top of my head. I, I know Cannonball and Matt Tremont were two guys that I was able to wrestle last year that were on my bucket list uh, that I'm so thankful for.
3: That's awesome. Uh,
2: Zach Saber Jr. is somebody who is on uh, my bucket list as well, and I think uh, I just think that you know, be able to mix you know his you know the, the kicks and everything that he does that's brutal, you know, with what I do that's brutal, and kind of see where I am in terms of my technical wrestling. You know, that'd be a challenge I'd really appreciate.
3: Yeah, um, we actually just saw uh, a few months back. We just saw both of those towns. We saw Matt Tremont and Zach Saber Junior. in a no ring uh, match in Brooklyn. Uh, Casanova Valentine puts those shows on. Yeah, yep. That was sick to see it's, that. We yeah, see Logan sick. Black there.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm uh, I, I've got to run into I mean, me and Cass. Go back, you know, years ago, uh, and I talk them every once in a blue. You know, certainly not that often. But I'd love to be part of those those uh, bar death matches. Those things look ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Very unique.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's it's... I think one of the, one of the things that wrestling you know misses from here and there, especially in the Northeast, because you know the Northeast is its own little bubble. Is just being unique. Mm-hmm. Everyone is trying to be something else, and you know here comes this wild idea of trying to stand out. You try and br- you bring in people who you know don't get wrestling and allow them to get wrestling with something like that. Right. And to me, that's wonderful. That that really you know shows it as the art form that it is.
3: Awesome. Well, Logan, if there's anything else that we want to do is we want to follow you on this journey. Um, We know you're going to be international and one day we're going to see you in Mexico or we're going to see you in Australia, Japan, wherever it is. But we want to know that we were on this journey with you. If we were following you on social media, where could we do that?
2: All right. So on social media, you could check me out uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all king of chaos, NYD, as one word. Um, and yeah, I'm super interactive with anybody who's hitting me up. Anybody who's again joining me on this journey. Again, I don't believe in any of that rock star bullshit. I am 100 percent you know on the same level as everybody else. So by all means, be interactive. Hit me up. You know, come say hi at the merch table. You know, let's bullshit about wrestling or punk rock. You know, anything
3: do it awesome brother well thank you so much for your time tonight on a shot of wrestling do you mind just sticking around a little bit longer for last call hey that sounds good
2: to me now well, i'm thinking if you haven't had your fill yet you'd like some more shots of wrestling but guess what stick around for the last call It's In the
1: News with Michael J. Putty. Another great job by Green Man. Great interview by Logan Blacker. Great talent. He was on BCW. You know him. Underrated great talent. talent
0: severely underrated that man should be out more than he is
1: is he going back to bcw anytime soon
0: i would love to i know he's been a little bit busy uh we've had some scheduling conflicts but i'd love to have logan black and bc He mentioned uh,
1: he wants to go to the uk i think he just booked that recently so. yeah he has
0: first ever uk tour uh that's going to be awesome for him you know uk better get ready for some for some great wrestling out of you know logan black but uh you know, earlier we were talking about how today is. Uh, well, actually, it was. You know, it's not long, no longer uh, that it's Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. I'm Happy St.
1: Patrick's Day.
0: Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we're gonna do the rest of the show in an Irish accent. Uh, yeah. No, um, drinking drink, our Guinness
1: and uh, fucking Jameson.
0: Yeah, March uh, March 16th, which obviously just passed, uh, was Steve Austin Day for wrestling yep. fans. Uh, and uh, I know when we came in, you asked me what I wanted to watch tonight. And then you told me the revelation that you, in fact, were a hardcore uh, WWE-only fan growing up. Loyalist. And you know, while I was, as well, a very early WWE fan, I did try to keep uh, my eyes open to everything else that was going on. And so we're watching WCW Spring Stampede 1994. And it just so happens right now, the match...
1: 93,
0: wasn't it? 93, right. Uh, We're having a match
1: with the great
0: Muda going one-on-one against stunning... Steve Austin.
1: With Colonel Parker of Jeff Jarrett fame.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, I love that, you know, you, you look at Steve Austin, no knee braces. Yeah, weird. Steve Austin with hair. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like bizarro him. Yeah, you
0: know, Steve Austin, like, actually getting down on some on some mat-based wrestling and, <laughs> and things like that outside of just being a brawler.
1: Actually doing, like, wrestling moves.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I it's great to see Austin. Uh, especially uh, on Austin Day, um, but to see, young Steve Austin is is really really fun. I mean, he was totally underused and underutilized in uh, WCW in terms of his talent, uh, and obviously became a much bigger star when he left the WCW. But you don't say, Steve Austin, people, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Austin.
1: Happy Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. Happy uh, Saint Patrick's Day. Happy Saint Patrick's Day. Why don't you? Anyway, there's actually some news we gotta talk about. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> Jeff Hardy was arrested last week. What? For driving while impaired, you don't say. Don't scream into my don't scream to the microphone. <laughs> uh, TMZ is reporting that Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy blew a blood alcohol content of a point two five, which is triple the legal amount, which is a misdemeanor, in North Carolina.
0: I would know. Uh, I have family in <laughs> North Carolina. Or as I say, uh, I guess
1: let's speak their language, North Carolina. Okay.
0: See now, me, North Carolina. Me and you will fight. Okay. <laughs> it's North Carolina, by the way. Um, we're uh, to down there. Um, but no. Uh, listen, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that this is more of a misunderstanding than it really seems to be.
1: This guy struck 105 feet of guardrail before spinning out into the middle of the northbound lane.
0: Again, I'm hoping... Fifty thousand
1: dollars worth of damage.
0: Well, to his car. And the guardrail. You know, but listen, okay, we've seen indie wrestlers do more damage (laughs) to guardrails than Jeff Hardy will ever do. Plus, it's Jeff Hardy. You expect him to do some damage to a (laughs) guardrail. I mean, I hope this is more of a misunderstanding than anything, and and I really hope that this doesn't uh, negatively affect Jeff Hardy's uh, return. Return and future with the WWE, and obviously, I hope this does not bleed over into Matt Hardy uh, and his, and his stuff with the WWE. I love, by the way, I gotta say, I love Rebby. Yeah. I love Rebby Hardy. She will flame anybody on Twitter. And Jeff yeah. was not, Jeff was not left out of this one. Somebody, I believe, commented about the uh, Ultimate Deletion match. Jeff Hardy, well, brother Nero should have an appearance. And uh, Rebby just blew a new. A new A, you know what?
1: Well, he does about that. The match, well, they're not uh, just taped. His several cameos, I'm he get we don't know out? if his
0: cameo is going to be in there, yeah. but Rebby made a very uh-huh. good point. She said, listen, Jeff's doing Jeff, and really, you know, after all the time and effort that, you know, Rebby, Hardy, and Matt Hardy apparently spent a big load of their own money to get to the ownership of the Broken Universe and, and being able yeah. to do what they're doing in the WWE, you know, if Jeff wants to go and F around and mess himself up, he doesn't need to be a part of it.
1: He was hit with a 30-day pretrial revocation of his license and he will be appearing in the cabarrus county court on april 16th so we'll keep you updated wrestlemania we can now confirm that wrestlemania 35 will take place on april 7th 2019 from met life stadium the barclay center will host the hall of fame takeover and raw and smackdown live awesome news for the new york city area Definitely. um awesome news for us yeah
0: I I kind of feel like it's. I'm gonna tell you this much: it's gonna be an insane week in New York City because not only is the WWE gonna take over for WrestleMania week as they always do, but you know that you know the independent wrestling companies that have now made WrestleMania week the biggest wrestling week of the year. Yep. you know, you know, you can expect WWN Live, uh, which runs Evolve and Shine and a bunch of other things during Wrestlemania week to probably be in New York you can expect probably a a, uh, foreign promotion to be in New York Ring of Honor to probably be in New York all of these companies are going to be running in New York well uh, GCW the Joy Janela Spring Break and things like that I think they fall under the WWN banner when they run during Wrestlemania week but yeah so it's I can say that it's been talked about Okay, you know I don't want to count chickens before they hatch but it's not an impossibility
1: You're, you're a diehard wrestling fan I am can I ask you a personal question I don't want to get too personal here. Oh, my. Your boy here, Michael J. Putty, uh, has been going to WrestleMania since 22. Okay. WrestleMania in will be my 13th consecutive WrestleMania. Okay. We were supposed to stop at WrestleMania 30, but we thought it was going to be in New York. But 29 is in New York, so we to go to 30. But for some reason, we kept going on. Right. So here I am going to my 13th. New York is going to be my 14th. Do I stop at New York? But I can't stop at 14. I have to go to 15, no?
0: Well, I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer. I, I love fives and zeros and yeah, numbers. So yeah, I would I would stop at fifteen,
1: but I still have to go one more.
0: I would think the bigger question is why stop?
1: I'm getting too old for this shit.
0: Why stop? <sighs> I, I will uh, I will admit it's here lo- openly. getting too long.
1: I'm getting too old.
0: I will um, openly admit here on the air. I have never attended a WrestleMania.
1: That's a disgrace. I'm twenty nine.
0: I've never attended a WrestleMania. Uh,
1: how about this? Come to thirty five with us. Thirty-six, mean you go my fifteenth.
0: That'd, that'd be a good. That'd be a good idea. And and I'll tell you why I never attended WrestleMania. I am a yeah. diehard wrestling fan. Yeah, I
1: know that. But I, so,
0: but I am also a very frugal
1: person. No, I'm, <laughs> I am as I,
0: I don't know if you know this, Michael J. Putty, uh, but your boy at Pete Rosado is that's my, that's my gimmick. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm still gimmick <laughs> infringement, ladies and gentlemen. Fight me, Michael J. Putty. Uh, no, I am what they call a poor Rican.
1: Okay, I've heard that term. Before.
0: I am a poor Rican. So, I've never had... So, one of two things happens. I either would have to save a crap load of money to go to Mania, but because of the bots and everything else that buy up tickets, I'm never going to end up getting a ticket, because I am a jaded wrestling fan as well. I'm never going to get a ticket that I feel is going to be worth the value that I'm going to pay for it. Okay. So, for me, it's like, I want to go... When I go to a wrestling show, I want to be able to see it comfortably from wherever I'm sitting. And I think Mania, to me, lost its luster when they moved into the big football stadiums. Really? Because <laughs> there's a reason I don't go to professional football games either. Okay. Because for you to actually see the action with and feeling like you spent a good amount of money on your seat, you have to sit up close. You have to sit down in the lower bowl or you have to sit down on... You know, the field level seats. And those tickets at Mania are ridiculously expensive. Tell us about it. Okay, if you could even get one on the on the first hand market, let alone the, the, well, the secondary to, market. So you got to
1: camp out in teams, like the Call of Duty teams camp out. You got to camp out everyone on their laptop, while they're, on their phones. That's Saturday in the morning. And then you, you get them.
0: I like to sleep. There's, I also have that problem. <laughs> me too. So like and, and you know this, Mr. That. Putty, that you know, you know what I do, you know, during the week. Yeah. You know, I am I am an educator of young minds. Um <laughs> how that goes, I don't know. But for me to sleep on a Friday night is is something that's well deserved. And so sometimes it, I won't get up that early. But for me to spend the amount of money to get the seat I'm gonna want is ridiculous in terms of the amount of money. Well, the only
1: reason I go to WrestleMania for the last I'm going my third. You seat. love the chairs. Yeah, the chairs are awesome, but it's my tax return. I time my tax return with my tax ah. WrestleMania trip. it falls in line hey, well, I, next year I, could, I could enjoy my tax return I'm,
0: I'm, I'm single with no children so I get like five bucks back every year
1: I'm single with no children too I get a lot more of that back I, I don't know how you do it you must know somebody but if you're not going to Wrestlemania here in New Orleans if you're not going to Wrestlemania next year at Methoff City make sure you check out Stagecoach Events at Instagram at Stagecoach Events or StagecoachEvents.com EviteBright.com make sure they have a Wrestlemania viewing parties on a party bus but now with the Wrestlemania announcement for 35 a credible insider source that I have has told me that SummerSlam will most likely now change locations from Brooklyn, which makes sense. And they're thinking that SummerSlam will now go into a baseball stadium, which also makes sense because Roy Rumbles now in baseball stadiums.
0: Listen, I I understand that Vince McMahon is always going to want to make money, right? It's all about the money. And, you know, going into a baseball stadium is going to seat more people. But at the end of the day when does the fan, when does the intimacy of the fan experience mm. like i just said about wrestlemania yeah. for me to enjoy Romania, i, I don't want to pay a couple hundred bucks to sit at a 7 hour show that i'm going to watch mainly on a big screen right yeah. same but thing a lot, with,
1: people, a lot of people feel like i just want to be there
0: i get that i do i understand that but at the same time i mean there's the fan experience matters
1: mm.
0: right and so i'd rather spend the money to sit closer and enjoy the show than feel like i'm watching a seven hour show on a on a big screen and i think when you start going into the baseball stadiums that's what you're going to get and i think you're also going to get a problem with this the sets again because i think i guarantee you the royal rumble at the diamondback stadium is going to have a set
1: chase it yeah absolutely at chase going back to uh say Field last twenty nineteen, 19 uh baseball stadiums don't normally have a roof they don't have a big screen in the center like most basketball stadiums do or most raw basketball right. stadiums do. Football stadiums have the big screen either in the center of the field fifty the yard line or the corners. Yep. Baseball stadiums don't have that. They have like maybe one, one big screen. Yeah. Maybe two.
0: And they're usually all in the outfield yeah. in the back.
1: So I'm serious how that plays out.
0: You know, so if you're sitting in like, for example, if I'm thinking about Yankee Stadium, which I guarantee you they're going to try to do Yankee Stadium one day. Really? I, I,
1: oh, yeah, for, for like a Rumble, yeah. There's
0: no way that the WWE would not try to explore mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium for like a, a, a Royal Rumble the, or a SummerSlam.
1: The bigger name, yes, but doesn't um, City Life, City's Life, City Field. Hold you're more, the Met fan in this room. Hold more seats, though? <sighs> I don't know the exact, I'm not
0: sure. I don't, I don't know the exact... Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter
1: because the fucking stage.
0: ...dimensions, but I, I just feel like, you know, it's going to be explored.
1: Remember, remember SummerSlam and Pinstripes?
0: But what I'm thinking about it, right, but what I'm thinking about it, right, Yankee Stadium has the three big screens, but they're all between left field and, center, and right center field. Yeah. So if you're sitting opposite the screens... Okay, you can see the screens, but if you're sitting in like the outfield in like, the bleacher seats or right in the yeah. wraparound, you're, you, to watch the screens. you have to strain your neck the entire night. Most of the time, I watch the screen anyway. This is why I have a 65-inch television in my home, oh. and this is why I'm a, I watch it on the network. I'd rather spend $10 to watch it on the network at home in the comfort of my own home where I can get drunk and don't have to worry about transportation. I can do whatever I want to do between the prices.
1: Go on WrestleMania. I will try. Outside New York. Okay. 36, let's go. I will, I will try. All right. Speaking of WrestleMania, it was announced that WrestleMania 34 will hold the first ever fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. However, you have your fingers up in the air, you know, you know what I'm going to say. They changed the name due to a, quote unquote, major backlash. Were you aware of this backlash? When I read this, I was like, really? I was waiting for it. When they announced it, yeah. I was like. Because the Moolah Memorial, Mula memorial just rolls off the tongue.
0: And I, and I I want to blame the WWE for this. Like Whoever decided we're going to name it the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royale. Well, they Royal, don't know. They don't
1: care. They don't give a fuck. They no, just... I, I think, listen. She's one of the greatest of all times in their opinion.
0: Okay, you know what? I saw a very interesting exchange on, on, on Twitter. I'm not saying I agree with it, mm-hmm. but I saw a very interesting exchange on Twitter. If the WWE was going to make the argument that they wanted to keep, and they obviously didn't keep it, so they didn't make this argument. But if they would have made the argument that, oh, we can keep the name, the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, because it doesn't matter what Moolah did outside the ring. It only matters what Moolah did inside the ring. Someone said, then why can't we make the same argument about... Benoit yeah right and I thought I was like wow that's a great topic Um, that's a great thing I mean it will obviously never do that because what Benoit did was disgraceful in so many ways but I think listen WWE should have done better due diligence it's 2018 you know the way the internet works you know the way the world works and political correctness works and I think you should have known that there was this controversy surrounding Fabulous Moolah
1: what's the controversy Uh, she was so apparently
0: she she trained women wrestlers uh, yeah. Back in the day, and apparently she pimped them out, yeah. and she took um, lots amount of money from their uh, from their bookings and things and like then a lot of other nefarious things
1: crazy i didn 't know anything about this yeah i met me, uh, i met ma uh, Mula once
0: uh, seemed seems nice seemed nice.
1: Never thought she was a pimp and a drug lord and a uh, fucking... Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, things happen. I mean, but you know what? Yeah, there there are a lot of great women in the history of, of professional wrestling.
1: So do you agree with them just naming it the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale and not naming it for somebody else? Because who else would it be? You had the main classic.
0: I think they were stuck on Moolah. Uh, I, listen, honestly, if I wanted to go there, I'd, I'd, you could You could have gone for a lunge of blaze. You could have gone... Well,
1: not Memorial because she's not dead.
0: Right. could China? They won't do that. Yeah, no, of course not. But. Could have gone Luna Vashon. Mm, they won't do that. You know, there, there's a variety of women. Um, and, and again, I don't think someone has to be dead for it to be a Memorial Battle Royal. I think, sure. you know, I, I think you should have a great, you know, Battle Royal f- featuring women's wrestlers.
1: Um, so this replaces the Andre. They won't have two Battle Royals. No, I
0: think they're having two. Really? I think they're still going to have the Andre the Giant <sighs> Memorial Battle Royal. They so just
1: haven't been promoting it. Who's on top of the women's? Is it going to be a generic female figure?
0: You know what will be very interesting and this will be great?
1: If, if even a trophy?
0: I think, probably. But you know what I think is going to be even great about this? I think it would be really, really great if the WWE brings in women wrestlers that are not contracted by the WWE.
1: Speaking of WrestleMania, Kid Rock has been officially announced. Rumors have come true. Uh, for his huge contributions to the sound of WWE, he will be inducted into the celebrity wing. Now, I feel the same way Kid Rock, when I first heard it, first reported about it, Kid Rock, totally honest with you, that video package, all right, that makes sense. I have two words for you. It doesn't make, take too much criteria to be in celebrity wing. He is more—he is more deserving of the Hall of Fame than like a Drew Carey.
0: I have two words for you in response to Kid Rock's induction to the Hall of Fame and your—the way that you phrased it, It's huge contributions. Yeah. Two words.
1: Jim Johnston. Is he he's not a celebrity though?
0: He's not a—he's not a wrestler. He was never a, a professional wrestler, so he wouldn't go into the wrestling wing, okay? He was more of an employee of the WWE, and I believe he was more freelance than an actual employee. And I would think in the music world, when you're thinking of music of the WWE, you think yeah, but of Jim, Jim Johnson,
1: Johnson. Jim Johnson would put ass in seats.
0: Really? Tell me, when you listen to the Undertaker's theme song, your ass gets into a seat? When you listen to some of the iconic theme songs of the WWE, your ass gets into a seat. You pop for those themes. They yeah. make the character. Cel- and it-
1: their celebrity wing isn't like, oh, this guy. Celebrity like TMZ will report. That's just Hollywood to report. E.T. will report.
0: I think Jim Johnston, if you're going to talk about huge contributions. Hall of Fame worthy. WWE I
1: don't, music. I don't think it was in the celebrity wing.
0: Jim Johnston goes in without a doubt. And I feel like. No,
1: yes, not in the celebrity wing.
0: I, why do we even need the celebrity wing?
1: Tickets, marketability, money.
0: When has Kid Rock been relevant in the last 10 years?
1: He, he, he tore it up in, in the, country year, the country scene. He did that whole fucking uh, Suit Home Alabama remake like five years ago. I rolls in your head. Uh, 2018 Hall of Fame. My man, Hillbilly Jim. Revealed he wants Hulk Hogan to induct him into Hall of Fame. Odds of that happening. 1 to 10. 0 to 10, I guess. Give it an 8. Really? I give uh, it an 8. Hulk Hogan coming back. I think... Even do this one-off appearance.
0: I think if it's a one-off at, at a Hall of Fame, yes, it's the Hall of Fame. Hogan's a Hall of Famer. And
1: Ho- nobody else makes sense besides Hogan.
0: Okay. Yeah, no one else makes sense besides Hogan. I mean, you had you'd Bischoff induct, you know, someone... You know, you had Bischoff induct someone. You've had other guys on this. It can't be worse. Listen, what's the worst? You know, Hulk Hogan has never been a bad presenter. I think when you when he knows what he has to say, oh, yeah, you know, right. he'll be okay. Yeah. You know, so could I, be I, worse I, than, I give it an eight.
1: Could be worse than Paul Heyman than Goldberg. Yeah, that makes no sense. That was weird. Oh, well, man. Speaking of the Hall of Fame. Excuse me. I'm going to mark out for a second. In an interview, my man Batista said he has not accepted the Hall of Fame induction invite, which means it has been offered to him, because he feels his career is not over yet. In a quote, he said, I haven't accepted a nomination to the Hall of Fame because I just don't feel like my career is over. I still feel I have plenty of, to offer, but now it's a scheduling issue, and it's also a creative issue. You never say never, but I love to go back, which means he has one more run left in him. Bring back Batista. Ah, <sighs> oh, man.
0: Listen, I'm a Batista fan as well, don't get oh, me wrong. can't wait. But you're nope, right. But. To me, it's a creative issue. I think. Oh, definitely. You run into an issue. Because last time was kind of. I enjoyed the last one, especially when they rolled him into the Evolution Shield
1: storyline. Oh, that was great because it was Evolution, and who, who does not want to see Evolution come back? But, right. Uh, but I feel the storyline has to be right. The it.
0: biggest issue is. You get the part-time stars that come in, and everybody knows that Vince wants to push them to the moon because the reason why they're a part-time star is because of the marketability, right? And that's where you kind of start to mess with the other people on the roster who are probably a lot more deserving. I mean, if you were going to tell me that Batista was going to come back and his coming back would benefit someone who's going to be there a year, two years, five years, ten years after Batista's gone. Well, he never said he wants to be
1: WrestleMania, though. I'm all for like, it.
0: But wants, you know, again,
1: I'm running him, what they,
0: what they, how many times what they want aligns with what Vince is going to make them do. I mean, Vince is probably going to sit there the same way he did when Batista first came back. Oh, my God. He's Drax in a Batista movie. Let's put yeah. the world title on him so he can walk around the red carpet with yeah. the world title. Like, really, Vince?
1: They with The Rock? Ola the Rock didn't walk the red carpet with the belt.
0: Exactly, and that's what Vince is signing them for. Vince is bringing them back to this big money because he's like, oh, they're a mainstream movie star. They're going to walk the red carpet with my title. The WWE is going to be mainstream again. Like, we really don't need to go that far, and you're pushing it too far. But
1: Batista definitely in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm sorry. If, I'm sorry. Maybe I stuttered. Batista definitely Hall of Fame material, worthy.
0: I, you know what my reservations are with the Hall of Fame. I do feel like he will be in the Hall of Fame. Do I think he's worthy? Not yes. necessarily.
1: Anyway, let's f- wrap it up here. Like, not even news topic. Chris Jericho just told a story about when he won the undisputed title. Care about the story? I did not. He told a story during an interview with uh, the Vikery.com. Uh I was told in the afternoon that I was going to win when this man said to the Undertaker, Hey, Taker, how do you know the business is going in the toilet because we're putting the belt on Jericho? That's how he found out he's winning. Oh, wow. That's got kind of a sting. So then he goes on to say, I came back through the curtain after winning. Everyone was gone because they wanted to beat the traffic. So I sat there by myself. I drove to the hotel by myself. When room service stopped at midnight, it was 11.58. They would not serve me room service. So I had to go to a backup. I, get, I ordered a pizza. They wouldn't bring it to my room. So I'd go down and get it. I ended up getting locked out of my room. So i go to the front desk. The front desk would not let me in, even though I just checked in literally 10 minutes prior. So eventually they let me into my room. I dropped the pizza on the floor, so I spent the night, my first night as Undisputed Champion, alone in a hotel room, eating cold, fuzzy, dirty pizza in a Ramada Inn somewhere in Anaheim. Not what you expect the first ever Undisputed Champion to spend his first night.
0: What's worse? Yeah. Finding out you're winning the Undisputed Championship by that comment that Vince McMahon makes to The Undertaker? Or, walking into a meeting on Monday Night Raw and being told... We're putting the belt on Dolph Ziggler, but we're not pushing him.
1: Uh, that's a tough one. I the, the first did one. Did you know
0: about that one, though? No. When Dolph Ziggler won the world heavyweight title on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. That was in the uh, too, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And when he won it from Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Um, the big thing was that Vince essentially said, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger. We're going to put the title on Dolph, but we're not pushing him.
1: And they didn't. What a waste. You yeah, know, I would love. I mean, that like, I mean, I'm like a Dolph Ziggler fan. I think he's.
0: I still am. I think he's. I think he's great. He's
1: great in the ring. Bella Bell. He's great.
0: Oh, I think he's one of those guys that if he pulled a Cody, he'd be the biggest star in the world.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's why they. that part of that. That's why they resigned him because they didn't want him to do a Cody. Did not want him to be the next BCW World Heavyweight yeah. Champion. Oh God, I,
0: I don't think we have the budget for a do-
1: You if do. We, if, if Dolph Ziggler got be- released, we would be- have to. We gotta be- believe in yourself. It'd be
0: Dolph Ziggler versus a paper bag for two hours.
1: You know what? That won't be bad. <laughs> i fucking I pay, pay to watch that. He'd sell for the paper bag. Yes. <laughs> That's what I got. But You got to fill your drink. Let's get into that. Fill your drink. Let's get into some Cheers and Heels.
2: A shop of wrestling presents Raw and
0: Smackdown,
2: Heels and Heels.
1: All right, man, what do you got for Raw?
0: Well, my biggest cheer for Raw was, in my opinion, the greatest thing of Raw was Nia Jax's meltdown over the Alexa Bliss segment. I didn't like the lead up to it. I thought, I mean, you were talking about this before. I thought it had been really, really cool if it had been like a, uh, a GTV segment. First thing I thought of. I didn't like, it reminded me a lot of like, and, and, and Mickey was obviously in the segment, but it reminded me a lot of like the... the piggy james thing that they would do back and that's what i thought day. about
1: too it's like she had a problem with them but she had no problem with calling like, right piggy? and
0: yeah i feel like you know when you do like the the piggy james kind of thing you know something like that it becomes a bit of a problem i didn't like that and then the way they kept playing back to oh what was naya's reaction in the ring like she was gonna cry and break down and i get it they're trying to make naya like this you know insecure monster that's you know has he friends but The way that her meltdown played out in the locker room was great. The anger, the anguish, and I cannot wait for that match.
1: Plus, uh, I cannot fault Raw. I got got Cheers having Nia Jax and Charlie Cruz on the screen at the same time. Two of the best-looking women in WWE right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I will say this. I don't know if you saw this, Nia Jax, the way she's playing this up on like Twitter and Instagram, where she'll have, like, obviously the press conference for WrestleMania was today, and Nia Jax was there with Alexa Bliss and some of the other women, and they had to take some group photos, and so Nia was putting them on social media, but putting, like, a devil's face, the devil oh, emoji yeah. on Alexa Bliss's face with captions like, if you only knew. okay, You know, so I think it's really great the way she's playing it up on social media.
1: I'm going to heal Shruman winning the Tag Team Battle royal. And pretty much in effect burying the whole tag team division on Raw.
0: I have to agree with you. One really because you're a Strowman guy. I am a Strowman guy. This makes but sense. Don't get me wrong. I like this idea of like him winning the tag team championships by himself. I think that'd be great. Yeah, but but the way that they did it, I think what would have been good is not having a tag team battle royal and then burying the whole division, like you said.
1: Now why do I care about the, any of these teams when just this monster just destroyed everybody? Like they all sucked then.
0: Probably the biggest thing, though, coming out of that Battle Royal was a tweet that was sent out by Carl Anderson, one okay. half of the club. And um, if if anybody knows, obviously, Gallows and Anderson were huge in Japan when they were part of the Bullet Club. But Carl Anderson sent out a tweet that's, uh, that basically referenced his action in that tag team Battle Royal where he said, I put down Strowman to one knee and I kind of gave him a beating. He's like, you haven't seen anything yet the machine gun is coming back. And so I think and again we don't know what WWE creative and the storylines are going to be, but if they start to make Carl Anderson more machine gun Carl Anderson and let him and Gallows get a little bit more serious, I think that could be really good.
1: Definitely. They're too jokey, too gimmicky right now. Yeah.
0: But I agree with you on the on the on the heel for Monday Night Raw.
1: I want to cheers the beginning of Raw, that that rare instance of Roman Reigns once again shooting a great promo, I mean, air quotes, shooting, then going backstage. It's weird how the camera just followed him. Most people, most cameramen just stop before they go behind the curtain. Right. This guy, this guy decided to follow him. Go through the curtain, go to Gorilla, where everyone's wearing their headsets. Vince is on a headset. Oh, what's what's going on here? Am I supposed to see this? Right. The shootish angle. I mean, we know what they're going with, but it uh, came off well. I, I mean, I had no problem with it.
0: I, I, I did like that, and I do like the fact that he's shooting on Lesnar, though... You understand the reason they're doing it now is because WWE is like worried about... They're trying to downplay Lesnar because the rumors are that Lesnar might be leaving after Mania and going back to the UFC. So now... Well, Lesnar he, wants to stay in the E, though. I love WWE's logic, right? Oh, let's push Lesnar to the moon because he's a UFC guy, and let's book him as a mixed martial arts UFC guy... But oh, he might leave to go back to the UFC. So let's downplay everything that he's done and make him look like a terrible person. Is this
1: the first time they're doing a heel turn without a person being involved? It's weird.
0: I mean, Lesnar is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think there's really any heel in this in this dynamic. I think Reigns ends up being the heel because everyone doesn't like him. Well,
1: What's he trying to do? They're trying to get some empathy. Trying to get right. some support behind him. Like,
0: I will say, the only thing I didn't like about that segment is like, I feel like Shane shouldn't have been on camera.
1: We'll get we'll get the SmackDown. Well, no, but we're talking about Raw, right? Yeah, Shane
0: what? was on camera for Monday Night Raw in that position. Like, nah, why? Like, if nah. you know that that segment's happening, get off camera for that segment. I'm not saying you can't be at Raw, man. You're Shane McMahon, I get it, but don't be on camera for that segment.
1: Yeah, I have an opinion on that. But I'll get to it on SmackDown. Oh, uh, you have anything else for Raw?
0: I think that was like really the bright spot for Raw. You got my, you got my heel moment. Um,
1: the John Cena promo.
0: Uh, yeah, I
1: didn't want to touch it, but I'll touch it. Great uh, promo, by Cena It was a rumor match for months. Yes, we know he's going to get into it. Blah blah blah. He came off well, going to the stands. I give up. I, they don't want me to do it. I'm just going to do it anyway, and then doing the whole fucking uh, once Take again your promo, quote unquote shootish. Yeah. If you're not ready to do it, you're not. You're not old. You're not too. You're not too broken down. Because if you were, your wife would be posting the videos. It just came off well. It did its job, and uh, I'm buying into it.
0: Okay, I'm a huge Undertaker fan. Okay, I would love to see him come back. At the same time, I'd love to see Undertaker stay retired.
1: I want to see him stay retired. I
0: want to see him stay retired. Part of me wants to see him come back. I only want to Somebody see him come back. That. If he defeats Cena, I only want to see him come if he. If you're going to book him to lose to Cena at Mania, don't waste my time.
1: Someone said Undertaker's dead. He'll come back as the American badass.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing that rumor as well. And then with Kid Rock being inducted yeah. this year, it kind of would make uh, somewhat kind of sense. That,
1: that makes sense, but in overall doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. My only thing is this. I find Quickly. it funny... Right. That John Cena feels like the the privilege of John Cena. Right. You're complaining about not having a mania spot. So you got to whine and complain to a guy who gave up his mania spot because he's been around for too long. Yeah. Right, you don't have a mania spot because, as you said, you've been doing this for so many years. Like, I kind of don't like this whole Cena thing because, while I understand they're trying to make Cena desperate, I kind of feel like, why is it such a big deal that he doesn't have a match at Mania? And and, and can we just talk about for a quick second, wait. like, how does this make everybody else on the roster look? Like, wait a minute, he gets to go to eighteen different matches to try and get an opportunity at WrestleMania, but I only get one shot. Like, what the heck? <sighs> I got to deal with what creative gives me, but Cena gets to go to Raw, SmackDown, back to Raw, back to SmackDown, go here, go there, fight for that guy, fight for this. It's like Cena's making the matches here. Yeah.
1: SmackDown. Same man had a headset backstage at Raw, and I thought this would play perfectly into Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, saying how he's commissioner of SmackDown, yet he's on Raw. Like His main focus should be on SmackDown. Right. Why is he on Raw doing that? Yet they didn't touch on that. I thought that's why they did that. What they did, but they didn't touch on that.
0: No, and then Shane McMahon comes out and effectively resigns as the commissioner.
1: Yeah, quote-unquote resigns, right?
0: Uh, uh, of SmackDown, leaving Daniel
1: Bryan in complete control. But he has to be replaced. Who's going to be next commissioner? Is this legit? Is he actually leaving? Because they set up a pretty nice angle for WrestleMania, but and I chilled that because I had mixed reactions to that whole thing because it's a great angle to set up something great for WrestleMania, but he'll because enough's enough enough. We'll hit that chair shot to the ring post. That's enough. I mean, by God, this man has a family. Yeah. You got to power him from steel fucking backstage thing. That's enough. Leave the here, man alone, by God. And here's the
0: thing. I feel like when he, when he resigned as commissioner, the first thing I thought of, he's going to resign as commissioner so he can put himself into a match okay. at Mania, which would make sense. Yeah. I'm going to resign as the commissioner, and I'm going to sign a contract as a wrestler for, you know, for this night. But that's not what happened. Um, so to me, it was kind of like, what are we doing here, right? I don't have many cheers for SmackDown, which is rare because I usually very much enjoy SmackDown. SmackDown seems lost. Um, I think my biggest cheer is, yay, AJ Styles and Nakamura. My biggest my biggest cheer is what's going to happen at Mania. Uh, all
1: right.
0: You know, um, I don't really have a cheer for me. Ma- yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, I want to cheer the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't. But I don't I know do. what's going to happen with them.
1: I cheered the... Jimmy and Big E teaming in honor of their fallen brethren, right? And uh, it was good to see. It was good to see a serious promo from Big E. It shows you what he's got.
0: People forget he was a serious NXT champion.
1: Yeah, it, it shows you what he's got, and he's excelled. He's improved a lot with the whole New Day shtick. So maybe a couple years from now, he can uh, be a legit contender.
0: Oh, we said that about Kofi Kingston too, right? Sorry, Kofi. I do have a. I do have a pretty big uh, jeer for for SmackDown heel. Well, yeah, to be guided. I did not like the fact that Randy Orton's music interrupted the face-off between Oscar and Charlotte.
1: They've been doing that lately. and I don't understand why either.
0: That was last that week, one
1: really burned me. Last week it was Bobby Roode interfering with Charlotte and uh, Ruby Riot, and now Randy Orton is just trying to save time. It doesn't make no sense. I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was it was really weird. Otherwise, I thought SmackDown was kind of lackluster this week.
1: And I mm-hmm. uh, I cheered that Jinder got a win on TV, but then I side healed because Orton's. RKO out of nowhere works. You know, when it's out of nowhere. Right. But then they had a widescreen shot of the ring with Jinder celebrating. You, you see Orton come in, you see him set it up, and then you see him hit the RKO. It's
0: not really out of nowhere at that point.
1: Yeah, lackluster. Give a tight, give me a tight shot of Jinder celebrating, and all of a sudden, bang, quote unquote, out of nowhere.
0: I do like, I think, a slight he, uh, cheer for Owens, Sammy at Mania. Is that going to happen? I think
1: it is. Because now am I, am I, I'm hearing Sammy owens versus shane and a mystery partner
0: if the mystery partner is daniel bryan i'm all for it's not you know but
1: but who else could it be though
0: but i i don't think sammy i you know i, I think <sighs> who can it be I don't, I don't think there should be a mystery i think if you're going to do anything i think what probably could happen is what should have happened it should have been like sammy sammy or kevin versus shane and if Shane loses, Shane had to leave SmackDown.
1: That makes more sense. Or
0: if Kevin lost, Sammy had to leave SmackDown. Or if Zayn lost. I would have done, honestly, I would have done Sammy. Testify. I would have done Sammy versus Shane, because I think that would have been a better match. Yes. And if Sammy loses, Owens had to leave SmackDown.
1: See, that makes more sense. But we'll see what happens the uh, it'll play out next couple weeks because we are in the uh, what three weeks away for the uh, WrestleMania. Yeah,
0: I will say though, biggest heel of WWE week uh, was the announcement that Mustache Mountain had to pull out of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic because Tyler Bate tweaked his knee. I heard about that. Yeah, um, and so had to pull out. I feel really bad for those guys because Tyler. If you've never seen Tyler Bate and Trent Seven as Mustache Mountain compete in Europe and the independents. You're missing out on some great tag team wrestling. And I think those guys should, would have really been a great job to run with the Dusty Classic. And now you're kind of just left with like the three big name teams. And I think also, very quickly, my best goes out to Bobby Fish. Obviously that, that injury mm-hmm. uh, that cost undisputed the tag the NXT tag team championships.
1: Yeah, injuries suck, man. But wrestling's fake, right?
0: Yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Writings this week, Roger, a three point 3.52, which is up 8% from last week's 3.099, it is the best viewership Raw has had since the post-Rumble episode in January. Raw was number one in the night for viewership, and also number one in the 18-49 to 49 demographic. This week's SmackDown drew at 2.771, which is also up 7% from last week's 2.59, and is also the best viewership of 2018 for SmackDown, and is the best viewership in SmackDown going back to April 2017. SmackDown was number Five in the night, eighteen to forty-nine. Behind Fixer Upper, Retro Madal. Last word in Hannity, but yet was number one, 18 to forty-nine. So uh, there you go. It's the ratings.
0: I was never, you know, a big fan of ratings. Uh, I feel like, you know, and, I, and I've told you this. I feel like Mondays, you know, have Tuesdays have a lot more to watch than Mondays. I, I will be very interested to see, I, I, I know uh, this has been rumored a long time now, that Fox is very interested to buy the rights to WWE, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown. Yeah, I know Vince has was very big in wanting to move Raw to three hours, because obviously he wants to have as much content as he can.
1: And money advertising, yeah.
0: Right, but the talk is that if Fox were to buy it, that Raw would go back to two hours, which a lot of fans have been saying would be better. But I don't, I don't know if Vince is going to acquiesce to that. I have a question for you. You don't have to answer it now, but I do want you to answer it eventually on an episode. You might even answer it tonight. Okay? okay? Rumors have it. Rumor has it yeah. that. By the way, you should have that drop and play that anytime someone
1: says a rumor. I will.
0: Rumor has it rumor that- ha- That as we get closer and closer to the beginning of the XFL,
1: oh, here we go. Okay,
0: that Vince is going to start to slowly step away. That Vince has started to give a little bit more control to Triple H now. Heard about that. That following this mania, he's going to start to pull away with the exception of the big pay per views. Okay, and then the rumble after the last rumble before the XFL
1: 2020, I believe so that's when it it, it starts
0: that he's going to almost fully pull away from the day-to-day show activities in terms of producing and directing the content of the shows my question is how do you think the ratings respond with if this does happen with hunter and control versus vince
1: the casual fan won't even know i think it just depends on what the product they put out and triple h has been putting out a better product down in nxt so we'll see how it plays off i don't think it's going to affect anything, like the casual fan. We'll know, but like I said, it might produce a Think it product. might
0: change who gets pushed, who doesn't, the way that people get pushed. i would mean, be very interesting to see if the hierarchy in terms of the wrestlers change and if that affects also ratings as well.
1: That will be something to pay attention to because Triple H has his crew. He has a different way of pushing people. He has his different boys, his different clique. So we'll see, that, we'll see what happens. Because you know, this is all about the big muscle guys. Yes. Triple H is about talent and ring what he can deliver or so. Curious. We'll find out in two years, huh? Definitely. Go home thoughts. If you follow us on Instagram at Shadow Wrestling, Twitter, Shadow Wrestling No A, Green has been posting how he wants Joey Nell on the show. He's trying to reach out to Joey Janella. Get your Joey Janela on the show. He's going to go to Joey Janella's spring break. He wants to get him on the show for an interview. Joey's a very interesting character. Do you know him? Can he help you man out here?
0: I mean, I could probably reach out to some people. I don't know Joey Janela personally. I know that Joey Janela marches to the beat of his own drum, and that drum has been very successful for him. Definitely. but Joey is a very interesting character, and I say that with all the respect in the world and all the admiration for Joey Janella. I will say I have loved Joey Janella more over the last couple of years, that Joey Janella has seemingly... Really seem to have, I know that Joey Janela battled his own demons for a while, uh, but Janela seems to have finally, you know, found whatever it is that works for him. And Janela has been on a roll the last couple of years and it's been fantastic to watch. So I will honestly say, I would make a prediction right now. If Joey Janela is on a shot of wrestling, okay, it may just end up being the highest Watched, listened, viewed, however it's counted, shadow wrestling episode. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially if the chains are off, Janela, and you let them have free reign. that's What to say? What how to say? Things like that. Oh yeah. Joey Janela's money man.
1: All right, you're here first, folks. So, um, coming up, PCW's. Friday, Friday 13th. the thirteenth, yeah, April
0: thirteenth at the Elks Lodge. It's uh, set up to be a really great night. Right now, we know that uh, Brutal Bob Evans will be there uh, at the show. We don't know. I love his best
1: potatoes. Huh? I love the Bob Evans best potatoes. Oh yeah. Brutal Di- Bob every, different guy, different guy. No different yeah. guy. Oh, much different guy. I'm so sorry.
0: Brutal Bob will be there in attendance. We don't know who he'll be facing yet. I can tell you that the ugly ducklings will not be in attendance, really at Friday the 13th For good reason. The ugly ducklings are going to be spending a weekend in California. The ducks are flying west.
1: Um, So if
0: you're out in the West Coast, uh, I I really tell you, attend Bar Wrestling and wherever else they get uh, booked out West. And on April the the 12th, they'll be there at Bar Wrestling. So we may just see the return of some other tag teams. Uh, I think the biggest question is, is South Philly Finest coming back? You know, after that big win, what's Faye Jackson going to be doing? What's up with Orlando? And I'm very interested to see who Azrael will be facing for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: You mentioned uh, your last appearance when I was gushing over Faye Jackson. <laughs> how she could possibly be contender for the PCW uh, Women's Championship. Yes. Is there any more future plans with that? And how about you tag team champions?
0: There are plans in the work for a women's championship. There are plans in the work for a tag team championship. I believe the expected timeline according to what i've been hearing in the rumor mill is that they should be in some shape way shape or form in appearance by the very latest the end of 2018 we're hoping to get them earlier but it all depends on scheduling and the belt making and things like that i saw you grab something and i and and i'm both scared and excited uh for it so i'm going to i'm going to give you this one putty oh god please don't tell me that's what i think it is
1: it is oh god we here at a shot of wrestling are still running this contest is open enrollment, win a date with the Sexy Zane himself, the definition of authority and sexiness, Eric Jaden. How do you do that? Good question. Thanks for asking. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. Tell us why. You want to go on a date with him? Why we should pick you? Give us a detail of what you would do on this date. Leave your contact details and uh, not required but email us at inbox at com with a picture. Pictures go to the front of the line. Eric Jaden will check every voicemail. Eric Jaden will check every picture. It's up to you folks. You want to go with the Sexy Zane himself? Let us know. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I listen, I've, I've hung out with Eric Jaden. He's a wild boy. So, definitely not last know
1: Open oh, eighteen and older. Yes, please, please, yes.
0: please, please be eighteen or over. <laughs> no, 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 no problems here. I, I do want to bring up something. I, I kind of a little, little bit heavy, you know. And we made the announcement, obviously, at, at, at BCW's anniversary show. Um, you know, all wrestling aside, you know, this is this is a lot of fun. This is a great uh industry and a great business. And you see a lot of things go on. And if you've heard the commentary for BCW shows, you know, me and AJ Pan kind of get on each other's nerves sometimes and kind of fight with each other, but. Uh, for better or for worse, A.J. Pan is the man who uh, graciously opened the door to this business for me. Um, A.J. Pan is a dear friend and, you know, damn near family to me. Uh, and A.J. Pan is actively, unfortunately, losing a member of his family. As his mother, Janine Panarella, or as we lovingly call her in wrestling, Mama Pan, um, is battling cancer. And is not winning that battle. I mean, I, I like to say she's winning it every single day. But doctors have said that it's, it's a matter of if. It's a matter of when, not yeah. if. Um, and so, you know, all of us at PCW have been, you know, with AJ Pan. I know he's by his mother's bedside every single day. Um, so we'd love for all of the Shadow Wrestling fans, anyone who listens, whether you're a New York resident or not, send, send a prayer out, send a nice thought yes. out. Uh, obviously, you know, miracles can't happen, but we, we just want people to know that, you know, that Mama Pan's going to be all right, you know. and Send about out for AJ, that strength yeah. to AJ himself. Um, I don't know what I would do if I ever lost. When I lose my mother, I will say. Um I know me you know you know not everybody's parents and and them get along perfectly, yeah. But it's it's a whole new shot of reality to to lose a parent, and so we wish the best to AJ during this time, and we wish many many days of strength and and smiles for Mama Pan as many as she can get.
1: God bless him. if thoughts and our prayers, and uh, he, even himself himself he's he's, he, he's enjoying the embrace of the wrestling family. Yes, that he has, especially the guys over at BCW. You especially, and the... yeah, I
0: mean, you listen, to AJ is just a great person. And Mama Pan, let me tell you a funny story about Mama Pan. Mom, was... When I when I started working. In professional wrestling, AJ Pan opened the door for me. I was an interviewer for FWA. Mama Pan worked uh, at the merch tables for some of the bigger really? okay. for some of the bigger name wrestlers that come in. So like they used to bring in the, the young bucks and AJ Styles, and, and she used to run the merchandise table for the young bucks and AJ and all of them and and John Morrison. This lady, tough as nails. You know how sometimes on like these autograph and merchandise lines people don't want to pay for pictures? Yeah. So they'll take out their cell phone from like the back of the line and they'll zoom in yep. to try and get a shot of a wrestler, right? Oh God. She was so attuned to it. She would stand right in front of the wrestler until someone walked behind the table to take a picture. And then she would take wow. a picture and she would stand in front of the line so that no one behind her could see the wrestler. Wow. So she could get a picture of that of the person who paid and the wrestler. I remember one time someone did snap a picture and they thought she didn't know and they got to the front of the line and they're like, "Oh, I want to I want to get this picture." And she said, "No, you've already taken one with your phone. Goodbye." Wow. She was tough as nails, but a sweetheart.
1: It is tough as nails.
0: Yes. Still is tough as it's nails. tough as nails. I, I'm sorry. Thank you for that correction, Mr. Pye. I Let that go to tape. Let that come out of the live episode. I thank you for correcting me on that one. Still is tough as nails, but at the same time, a complete sweetheart. Um, So fun, fun, fun memories when it comes to Mama Pan and professional wrestling.
1: You know, people shout on John Cena all the time, but he says, you know, never give up. So uh, Mrs. Penn, never give up. Well,
0: there you go. Mama Pan, never give up. Every every single day that she's on this earth this is a blessing for both herself, for everyone, and AJ.
1: No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, God bless her. Our thoughts and our prayers to go out to him and his family. And uh, Godspeed. yes, let's let's again, drink, let's
0: take a drink to that one. Here we go. Hold on, to Mama Pan. God bless. Oh,
1: well, that's it for episode 108. Where can I reach you on uh, social medias?
0: Oh, you can reach me. I, I I did this for you, Mr. Putty, because I remember the first time I told you my, my Twitter handle, you were like, uh, no one's gonna be able to spell that. Yes. So I actually went on Twitter and I changed my Twitter handle. Oh. In terms of pre combination wrestling, you can find us at BCW Wrestling on Twitter at pre-combination Wrestling on both Facebook and Instagram. Two eyes. Yes. B R I I. But for me, On Twitter, you can find me at PeteRosato87 on Twitter uh, and on Instagram as at uh, Juan 4087 uh, which, by the way, the numbers are very, very uh, inclusive. We're coming right up on my birthday, Mr. Putty. Which was? A couple of weeks away. It is actually on Mania Day this year. My birthday will be Mania Day, April the 8th. So it's going to be interesting celebrating my birthday and Mania at the same time.
1: What better way to celebrate it?
0: Yeah, by watching Mania at my sixty-five uh, inch TV at home.
1: So, or with Stagecoach Events. Stagecoach Events is hosting a viewing party on a party bus. If you want to go around New York City watching WrestleMania and seeing the sights and sounds of New York City, make sure you check them out at Stagecoach Events on Instagram or StagecoachEvents.eventbright.com.
0: You never know what's going to happen. You know what? I think that maybe what I have to do.
1: I think mean, the party buses, they're fantastic.
0: I might have to do that for my birthday.
1: They're great. You should.
0: I might have to get a party bus from Stagecoach Events for my birthday to watch Mania. My God, sorry. I, uh, we're watching Spring Stampede 90, uh, 93. It is 93. I double-checked.
1: Are we watching WCW because I see Big Boss Van versus Vader? It's not no, that's
0: The Boss. It's not WF? That's The Boss <laughs> it was versus in. Big Van Vader. <sighs> and you have Harley Race on the outside of the ring, man. Managing Big Van Vader. Boss Man just slammed Vader, but took him over his head in almost like a snap suplex kind of situation. And it looked like Vader gave him no jump whatsoever. By the way, Vader's bleeding from his eye. I love how this is now the second match in a row with blood. And it's not a hardcore match. It's not. I, I miss understand. blood. I miss the blood and the pyro. Do you? I don't miss blood. Hashtag bring back the blood and the pyro. I can go for pyro, but blood, I don't care about. We'll have to talk about that one. All fair? All fair. Let's
1: go, the, let's go downstairs to the bar with Mike. He's waiting for my drink. There I just texted him. So, for Pete Rosado, the voice of BCW, Like you said, there's a lot of indie wrestling here in New York City, in the Tri-State area, but BCW is our partner for a reason. Check him out on YouTube, check him out on Facebook, check him out on Instagram. For Green Man, Logan Black, I've been your host, at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, putty out
3: all right michael j putty we've made it to my favorite part of the episode it's last call so i hope you have a few more shots in ya because we have the king of chaos logan black back here with us now logan this is all you have to do first thing that pops into your head when i ask the question is the first thing you should answer are you ready sounds good to me let's go for it all right and away we go what is your favorite adult beverage
2: uh, no adult beverages. I don't drink, my friend.
3: All right. <laughs> well, other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Hockey. What is your go-to karaoke song?
2: Oh, man. Jeez, ah, Don't Speak by No Doubt.
3: Ooh, nice. How much do you tip for a lap dance?
2: Oh, man. Uh, start with 20 and keep going from there.
3: <laughs> cool. Uh, what habit that people have annoys you the most? Sucking teeth. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, Joanna Angel. Very nice. And finally, what would you do? What's the first thing you would do with that big WWE paycheck?
2: (sighs) Tie up every single loose end in terms of owing money anywhere.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Last Call with the King of Chaos, Logan Black. Thank you very much for being a part of the show.
1: My pleasure. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face.
2: What is a man to do?